0: Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He is Spencer Penny Strode. I'm Adam Pops, Papa Giorgio. The NBA released uh, its schedule for the upcoming season. Instead of just going over it, we pick out away games Magic fans could attend as fun road trips. Let's go. All the way, straight down the lane, the power jab. Point guard on the 7-6 Here's Lewis turning when he shoots. Yes! What a for the win. oh
1: my goodness
0: we are recording this uh tuesday early evening august 23rd uh it's not a bunch of magic stuff's been going on other than the schedule but i do want to go over stuff before we get into the Magic schedule a little bit, Penny. But um, so Chris Haynes reported that the Magic signed six foot ten uh, Canadian Vanderbilt forward uh, Simi Shitu to training camp, um, and then Adam Zagoria reported that we signed Alex Morales out of wa- uh, out of Wagner to an Exhibit Ten contract. So if all these r- other rumored signings previously are true, we're then at twenty two players, and you can only have a max of twenty players going into training camp. So Something's up, uh, you know, cause you know, either that or like a reporter two, it, you know, maybe got something wrong with a prior rumored signing. I, I don't know, but, um, you can only have 20 going into training camp. And, you know, today's, like I said, August 23rd magic media day is September 26 training camp starts the 27th of September. Like something's something's up. I don't know. You got any theories for, for this penny? I, my, my
1: only theory is that I feel like even with all of the exhibit 10 guys, I, I don't feel great for Devin Kennedy.
0: Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's a weird spot. Cause I mean, Devin, he wasn't that great in summer league. He's, you know, he's an undersized shooting guard. If you, if, you know, even if he's on the team, like he's probably like the 14th or 15th guy on the team. He's somewhere up, you know, back there with like Bull 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 makes more money than than Devin does. So, um, you know, and we already have our two two way slots filled with uh, Kevon Harris and uh, Admiral Schofield. So, you know, so, you know something's up because even if you get, you know, even if you say trade away Terrence Ross for like a second round pick like that's still not enough. And then we're still talking about guys that you're trying to put on your main 15 man roster. Um, and I don't know if any of these exhibit 10 guys are going to actually make it, but who knows? We'll see. So um, any other theories with this?
1: Uh, I'm just interested to see who shows up uh, on media deck.
0: Yeah, man. It's yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, magic got to do something. They, they can't leave it as it is right now. So, all right. Um, so Bill Russell, uh, who, passed away uh, a few weeks ago. He became the first player in NBA history to have his Jersey retired across the league. Well, he'll become the first NBA player uh, to have his Jersey retired across the league as all NBA players will also wear a patch on their right shoulder uh, of their jerseys during this 2022, 2023 season as a dedication to him. And then every Uh, NBA arenas court will display a clover shaped logo with the number six in it. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be colored or if it's just going to be a, a, you know, a colored green, or if it's just going to be a a clover shaped logo that, you know, you can color it, whatever, you know, whatever color you want to maybe match the, you know, match the colors of each team's home floor. But um, you know, all current NBA players who wear the number six Jersey can continue to do so. But, Uh, No teams are going to be able to issue uh, the number six to incoming players ever again. I mean, I like this, um, you know, the magic do have a bit of a problem as they have uh, only one Jersey number retired and that's the number six dedicated to the fans. Uh, (laughs) It was briefly unretired in the early two thousands because of Patrick Ewing uh, for the 2002 season, but you know, and Patrick Ewing's obviously going to be the only magic player in franchise history to wear the number six, uh, you know, moving forward since it's being retired. But I mean, Bill Russell deserves all praise, all accolades for his on the court and off the court, um, things that he's brought over so many decades. And, you know, I, I, am fine. You know, I'm fine with this dedication. It would be, it, it, it would look a little weird if there's a green kind of, Celtics looking logo on the, on, on our home floor, but it's, it's fine. I don't think people are going to make a big fuss out of it, but uh, I don't know, Penny, do we unretire the number six Jersey for the fans or is it going to be the fans number six? And then right next to it, there's going to be a Bill Russell Jersey hanging as well. That's, you know, I I know what's your thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, well, first of all, I would, I would imagine and hope that the uh, clover leaf. Shamrock situation would be uh blacked out six across the board, um, yeah. which would blend in better everywhere. Um, we don't have any retired jerseys, right. Other than the fans. And that was uh, very quickly done away with to get Patrick Ewing. So I don't know how much significance it has um, within the organization. I think that that was a, You you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember when it got hung up in the rafters. But um, I think it was kind it was more cheesy than earned, right? Like it's not um, the Seattle Seahawks situation.
0: Well, hey man, hey, our arena was old, was was loud back in the day, man. That you know that arena was rocking, and honestly, we we probably you know i don't remember when they hung that thing up it might it might have been mid 90s it might have been even earlier than that but like To be fair, it was a
1: great atmosphere there, and you can't argue with uh, our home court record, especially, like, 94
0: through 96. Yeah, I I don't know when we we started doing that. Heck, it could have been even late 90s, but even then, like, we still had really great crowds, really great atmospheres. Um, But, I mean, I remember as a kid going, you know, for a couple of those games going in, like – to pump the crowd up during like a timeout, like they'd actually show the jersey, you know, w- for the fans to get loud. They don't yeah. do that in the new building. they I don't think they've ever done it in the new building. There's um, no
1: reference to anything, and this is a very quick aside, but I got <laughs> the opportunity when uh, Rob Hennigan was still GM to accompany a, a friend to a season ticket holder like uh, panel discussion or whatever, and yep. they had moved into the Amway Center at that point, obviously. Um, And they changed the banners, right? The Eastern Conference Championship banner, if you remember the 94-95 one, on the border of the banner had all of the players' names and the head coach um, on the perimeter of the banner. The new one, the 2008-2009 one, was plain. When they moved to the new building, they redid the 94 95 Eastern conference banner to make it match the newer one doing away with everyone's name. So I asked uh, Alex Martins at that event about that decision and he blew off the question, either was unaware or didn't speak to why the names got got erased off of that. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I, the banner situation to me is weird because trying to think of teams that have retired jerseys of players that haven't played for them. I mean, Michael Jordan for Miami Miami is the
0: most, yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan with the heat is the most obvious one, but, but the,
1: no one speaks to the history of the game. It's hard to argue anyone that speaks to the history of the game more than Bill Russell. So I think the honor is clearly deserved. Um, and you know, different when, Kobe Bryant had passed untimely and they're trying to figure out how to change the logo and things of that nature. It seems like uh, this uh, way to honor bill Russell seems appropriate across the board.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's, he's the ultimate winner. I mean, he was an 11 time NBA champion. He won twice, uh, two NBA titles as a coach as well. He, you know, off the court, and then there's all the off the court stuff with, with what he's done for elevating the league, elevating African-American athletes. I mean, guys that get paid, I mean, basically without Bill Russell Will Chamberlain, like we don't get to the, like, we don't get to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Like I, I know Magic and Larry, like took the lead, uh, took the league to the level where it basically got to now, you know, you went from Larry to Magic to, you know, Michael Jordan like it all, you go back to Bill Russell, like it, it's, you know, pe- people don't go crazy for George Mikan. Like it's, 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 you know, uh it, it's Bill Russell. And I mean, he's, he's the ultimate winner. He, he represents what the league is historically, and he's been around for so many decades, you know, maybe if Wilt didn't pass in what was it? 99. when will Chamberlain died. Like maybe he would have reached as, as elevated as a, of a stature in current culture and popular culture as bill because well bill just literally recently passed he you know he he outlived will by 23 years basically like so there's that and obviously bill kicked Wilt, the chamberlain's ass on the court for all those years and you know most people still consider will like the greatest athlete talent combo of an nba player in nba history and stuff to disagree when you saw what that guy could do at seven foot two seven foot three and bill russell was stopping him so um and I think it's a good decision to to celebrate and honor Bill. And um, you know, I am gonna be curious to see what happens with that with that fans banner, with that Eastern Conference banner, the 9495 one. I I it's it it's a different one. It's they didn't change the old one. The old one's hanging around somewhere the old the old one's somewhere, either buried in like the bowels somewhere in like someone's office or arena or or whatnot. But that banner's somewhere. Um But, you know, part of the reason why the Magic have this have their Magic Hall of Fame is because they don't believe in retiring jerseys of players until we win an NBA championship. And they've stuck firm to that. And I'm actually fine with that right now. So um, it is going to be interesting that the first player retired by the Magic is going to be, you know, a Boston Celtic and Bill Mm -hmm. Bill Russell. There is an irony to that, but I I'm fine with it. I'm fine
1: with I just want to say I'm fine with like rings of honor and. Hall of Fames on their own merit. There's only so many numbers to go around and, yeah. you know, let for people sure. wear what they want to wear, except for six.
0: And I mean, before the magic Hall of Fame, the magic in the old building had basically their own ring of honor. Um, I almost yeah. bought the Matt Gukas banner. Remember that when I was up for sale at the auction, <laughs> it was 75 bucks. And I was actually tempted to buy the Matt Gukas banner at first at 75. And I just didn't. So somebody got that thing for 50 bucks, but um you know yeah i mean it's they they tried it before in the old building but they've i really like the pedestals and how they actually have the magic hall of fame some people don't like it some people think as
1: long as they're lit up yeah
0: as long as they're lit up yeah we've we've seen times in the past where uh they're not always lit up some of them uh don't light, light up properly but um overall i i like the pedestals and yeah um We'll, we'll, we'll probably hear more and get more news, uh, about, you know, how Bill Russell is going to be honored around the league and kind of more details from the magic as we probably approach the season. So, all right, let's get to the next thing. So let's talk, uh, executive NBA executive leaked rumors here. So it's only one to talk about right now, but apparently a random Eastern conference, uh, NBA executive said that the magic are going to go after Jordan Poole with, uh, money next summer in uh, in free agency when he's going to likely be a restricted free agent. I you know, Jordan Poole, he's had quite a rise from G league to golden you know to Golden State. He played a role in that in, in this in that a big role in that championship team. but I just don't think he's better than mitchell it may if even if he kind of performs similarly, You know, to how he played last season, like I still prefer trading for Donovan Mitchell more like we we likely have to consolidate our talent anyway, our talent pool anyway, just so that other guys can get minutes because we got all these guys that can't get minutes that probably should get minutes. But, you know, the whole theory of we only need to use salary cap space for Jordan Poole, I view that as weak from fans that have kind of brought that up and it doesn't factor in that we have to pay our own guys who are on rookie scale contracts still like we got to figure out you know is markel folds going to be on the team after this season cuz you know there's a chance that the magic could waive him for 2-3 million and be done with it if it, you know we're getting to that point like you got rookie scale contracts coming to the end and you got to decide whether you want to pay these guys um i don't think the uh the devos family would ever approve of having a $300 million payroll. Um, They don't make the abundance of NBA revenue that are just money and revenue in general that the Warriors ownership makes off their team and off their arena. Like Warriors ownership owns chase center. The magic leaned on the city and County to help publicly fund Amway center, you know, something that the Voss family didn't need to do, but they chose to do so. They easily could have covered the $450 million at the time. To build the Amway Center, but um, you know that's why I always respect you know Orlando City's previous owner Flavio for just completely covering that 150 million dollar cost of the soccer stadium, and it paid off because when he actually sold the team to the Will family, he sold it at a pretty tasty profit. So um, anyway, if the Warriors extend an offer to, to uh, Pool next offseason to make him restricted, if Pool has had another solid season, well, I would say even a better season um, than than this past championship season don't be shocked if golden state because of all the arena revenue they're bringing in matches any offer that comes pool's way um you know from another team be it the magic or somebody else because they're comfortable paying so much luxury tax money for this dynasty it's paying off for them and you know the differences between donovan mitchell and jordan Poole, it's jordan Poole isn't played defensively as the number one guy like teams are worrying more about steph curry they're worrying more about clay thompson um, you know, maybe though there's games where Steph gets rested or whatnot, then pool ends up kind of being the number one option, but it's not the same thing. There's always that safety net in the back of your mind that like, Hey, Steph Curry's on my team. Like I'm on a championship team. Whereas Donovan Mitchell, since his, since he was a rookie when he was averaging over 20, 20 points per game his rookie season, uh, you know, has been keyed in as the number one o- offensive threat by defenses for several years now. And so he's young you know mitchell's young enough at 26 to still and he's still under contract for another three four years that that's a guy i want the magic to go get at you know to go get whereas you know with pool i get it he's 23 he's younger um he's six foot four but i counter back that even though mitchell's six foot one mitchell has like a 6 10 wingspan and pool at 6 4 has like a 6 6 wingspan so it's kind of negated there, but I don't know. What's your thoughts on the pool rumor? I mean, the big thing is, look, the Matt, we know the magic don't leak anything. Um, obviously the NBA East executive might just be trying to, I don't know, just throw rumors out there. But um, what do you think about the, 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 you know, just the prospect of maybe going after pool in the off season next off season?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would say that arguably or maybe inarguably the the greatest free agent signing of all time for the magic has been Tracy McGrady, where you're identifying someone who's consistently gotten better as a young player and um, is ready to make that leap. Jordan Poole has gotten better every year, but I would say offensively he's gotten better every year. Um, And again, to your point, He's not a number one option. The bulk of the production is being done as the second or third option um, behind, again, arguably one of the greatest offensive players of all time. Um, So it's hard to, uh, I don't know. To me, I, I wouldn't bet the farm on Jordan Poole coming in to be the established guy that will lead the magic back to prominence. I think that, Don, I mean, I. I it's, to me, there's no question Donovan Mitchell is a better player now. Who will be a better player in three or four years? I would be inclined to still say Donovan Mitchell.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Poole's still got a. Him. He's got a whole nother season to where he's got to prove that you know he's getting better i mean i think with mcgrady was it was like when we got mcgrady he was still 21 that was the crazy thing it was you know tracy had been in the year in the league three years and he was 21 years old when he rolled into orlando so with pool he'd be 24 if he's coming obviously he's a late bloomer i get that um you can make the case for pool having kind of that championship uh experience like if the warriors win the title again Then you're kind of looking almost at like a Horace Grant situation almost. I know Horace was older than Pool was, and you know, Horace won three rings with the pools, and Horace was, you know, the third best player on the Magic team. Whereas with Poole, you're at least expecting him to be at least the second best player behind, say, A Paolo or the you know, be the top guy. Whereas with Mitchell, for me, there's no doubt that if you bring Mitchell in now or even next, you know, maybe even next year, like he would be the number one option out of the gate and you can then have your younger really talented guys like franz and paolo kind of play up into their roles and eventually you know when mitchell gets to say like 30 years old he doesn't have to be the number one guy you're gonna have guys like paolo and franz or that's how at least i would envision it but anyway that's my thought on that any final pool thoughts before we get to the schedules uh,
1: i i'm i'm on board with you
0: i uh, You and I agree a lot. It's it's it doesn't make for great podcasting sometimes, but hey, man, we we mind meld pretty well. What can you do? So. All right. So the NBA schedules uh, were released uh, last Wednesday, August 17th. The Magic open their season in uh, the regular season in Detroit and face the Pistons on October 19th. That's a Wednesday. Um, The past two number one draft picks are going to be facing off each other. Kate Cunningham and Paolo. You got two teams in the East supposedly on the rise. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Then that magic road trip continues where it's going to be Paolo versus DeJounte Murray in the Hawks, uh, October 21st, which is a Friday in Atlanta. Um, It's maybe because of the Seattle stuff. Uh, That's why that game is already the second game of the season. Maybe it's true coincidence. Who knows? Uh, And then you get the magic home opener, which is, On a second night of a back to back, which is, you know, which would be Saturday, October 22nd against the Celtics of all teams, there's going to be a lot of Boston fans in Amway Center. That's just brutal for a home opener, in my eyes, for the Magic, and it's BS. And I think it's, I think Phil Brossman Reich, uh, our buddy Phil, he kind of said that uh, this would be the second time, I think, in Magic history where the Magic start the season with two games on the road. Any thoughts on those three games out of the gate there, Penny? Your thought, you know, what any thoughts on that schedule-wise?
1: Yeah. Um weird to not play Miami <laughs> to open a
0: season now. I wanted Miami. I like playing Miami. And you know what? We play Miami really well that first game of the season. And yeah. you know, it's a rivalry. Fuck people who say it's not a rivalry. It's a rivalry. But um, it's even like give me a southeast division guy a team out of the gate. Give me the Wizards. That's fine. I you know, it's just weird that not only one, we're on the road for the first two games, but you know, I get why they gave us Detroit. I get why they gave us Atlanta, like Detroit there up and coming. Like we are, they've got a bunch of first round talent. Like we do Atlanta, at least that one is a Southeast rivalry. There's, you know, they want to see what, how Paolo is going to play against Dejounte. Like hmm. is, is more, it's Wagner going to have to like drop the hammer on Murray. We're, we'll see, but um, any other thoughts on that? we I mean,
1: there's, that's a, Look, that's a tough opening stretch. No way around it. Um, Atlanta's got a lot to prove in a revamped roster. The energy in the Detroit building is going to be insane for opening night. And then you're coming back to play the Celtics at home. So uh, all three games are interesting and intriguing. I mean, everyone, every game is going to be intriguing with the young guys that we have and Paolo especially, but uh, I wouldn't be, sh- I think the hope is that you're one and two after those three games and that's probably a success, right?
0: Yeah. I don't want to get into predictions right now. Cause uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I literally, when I make these predictions, I go through each and every game and then. We don't know what other injuries or trade or trades or stuff like that's going to occur between now and then um, we got to see these guys in preseason. But I would say right now, if you told me, get, you know, we'd go one and two in those first three games. I would take it. I would. Um, that Boston game is going to be fascinating because like I said, there's a lot of new Englanders that are down here in Orlando and you know, a lot of them are magic season ticket holders, but when the Celtics are in town, they, they ride with their Celtics. And I think that game is the only home game I think that was available for season tickets. I could, or for a single ticket buying, I could be wrong, but um, I think that games, if not a sellout already, it's very close to a sellout. So it'll be interesting to see, like, is it going to be 50 50 fan distribution is going to be, you know, or is it going to be different? But um, yeah, it's, it's not a great home opener, but um, anyway, let's talk about national TV stuff. So they gave us three NBA TVs. I don't consider that national TV because not a lot of homes have NBA TV. I'm glad I have it now for the last year. But um, anyway, I mean, I live in Orlando, so that game's you know blacked out locally. But um, yeah, you know, we're in Orlando, so of course that game, th- you know, those are blacked out locally. We have no games on ESPN or ABC again. And then there's one TNT game, November first in Oklahoma City. You get Palo vs. Chet. Uh, which we didn't get to see at Summer League because uh Paolo tweaked his ankle, but and now Chet Holmgren tweaked his ankle in Seattle. But uh yeah, you're gonna get Paolo versus Chet. Uh Oklahoma City is deemed as a team on the rise. Uh, we'll see. They could very well be in a tank mode again. Um, I just don't think OKC is as good as we are. I know Shea Gilgis-Alexander Alexander's good. I know Lou Dort, who I think got overpaid, is good, but um You know, I I just think we're better than them. It's a little frustrating that our one national TV game is on the road as well. Like we, we, you know, do people really want to go to Oklahoma city for, for that game? They didn't want to do the Orlando trip instead. I, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating. Um, Look, if the magic surprise folks in a good way, it's very possible. We could get flexed into more national TV games uh, and towards the second half of the season, uh, what's your thoughts on on what I just said with the TV national TV games?
1: Are they still gonna do like the did they do away with players only officially? What is the Tuesday night TNT situation? For I think this that's year?
0: still players only. so yeah. I, I, I
1: I think that that's highly likely that you're gonna see an additional like Tuesday night magic game um, for a national audience that just kind of feels like it's going in that direction. but yeah, I it would be nice to well, Look, in fairness, I think the OKC home uh, arena and their crowd has been uh, more consistent than the Magics has been for the for, for the last decade or so. Um, but to spotlight the number one and the number two pick, again, will be an exciting game. And hopefully it's early enough on the slate that everyone will be putting forth their best effort and fully healthy. And yeah. NBA TV games do not count, no
0: yeah for sure um yeah i don't care to see Dwayne wade uh on my tv screen for for that one but uh yeah it's it's gonna be interesting we'll we'll see the way the magic schedule is laid out it it definitely opens the door to get flexed into games be it on a tuesday wednesday thursday or friday like the door's very open uh for us to get games so hopefully uh Hopefully we impress in a good way, but uh, some few nuggets from the schedule. So we're in the bottom 10 in the league for games that will play where we will have more rest than our game opponents. So not great to be at a rest disadvantage. Um, you know, the magic are in the middle of the league for back-to-back games this season. Okay, fine. Um, six of the first eight games that we play this season are on the road. Um, I don't mind that early bonding opportunity uh, for us. You know, this team last season looked more focused on the road than at home last season. Uh, And then, you know, the magic, they have their longest homestand of the season early on. It's a seven game homestand, November 3rd through November 16th. I don't view that as a good thing. Um, You'd ideally want this long of a homestand occurring around like holidays, like Thanksgiving around Christmas and new years, not two weeks into the season. It's way too early I'm worried about that. Um, what are your thoughts on the stuff I just went over?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's always interesting to think about the flight miles. I know we'll talk about that. We're, that factors into rest advantage too. And, you know, the the central kind of United States, like they they really rack up a lot of extra time in terms of flight from city to city, as opposed to um, Miami and Orlando, where you're flying across the country to get to a lot of different visiting cities. Um, look, a, the the schedule, by and large, is roughly the same for the Magic each year. Just by and probably you know for other teams too. Just by virtue of the available dates at our arenas and everything, it kind of has to follow the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so the home stands a little earlier. The West Coast trips are about where they're going to be. Um, I, I it's just going to it's all going to come down to uh, individual player improvement. So if they're hanging out on the road to start the year, then maybe they're more focused. I don't know. Um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're seeing more back to back. Uh, games in the same city which i i like some people don't but i mean this may be the new normal because the league cut down by an average of two thousand flight miles per team you know on a you know when it comes to flight mileage they cut it down two thousand per team that's basically a five-hour flight from orlando to utah so that's that's something um for the two games we have in toronto so uh these are games we Likely won't see Jonathan Isaac play in, assuming he's still not vaccinated, but Saturday, December 3rd, it's the second night of a back to back after being in Cleveland the night before. And then there's also Tuesday, February 14th, which is another second night of a back to back after being in Chicago the night before. Um, we obviously you, also want to send the- him
1: home on a private plane. Or does he hang out in that city and not go to Canada? How do you handle that?
0: I think he just hangs out in the hotel. I think that's what they'll do. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see. It's I didn't see what the what games are after that. Whether like our road trip continues or if we go back home each time. I think we go back home each time. So he it could be an early flight back. You're you're not wrong. Um, You know, obviously with the Chicago stuff, uh, we want to beat the Bulls. We (laughs) we get their draft pick in June, so we yeah. don't want them to be good. Um, but so, you know, you have a game where you need to rely on the bench more with both these Raptors games and we won't have Ji. So thanks, man. Cause in a, in a situation where we should be fighting to get into play in the season, you're, you're not available for two games at least. Um, so then, you know, tell me how you're not hurting the team if, if in that aspect, cause you're not going to be available for a couple of these games. And the magic are probably going to use the excuse of, well, these were going to be planned rest days for Jonathan anyway. I call bullshit because you know you you'll be over a month into a month and a half into the NBA regular season by then. And you're either healthy or you're not. You know, I just get vaccinated, my guy. That's that's it, man. Get vaccinated. COVID isn't going anywhere, you know, going away. Um, hell, even polio is coming back because people are not getting vaccinated. You got parents who who think they know better than doctors and are not vaccinating their kids. So we got polio issues now floating around the country. Um, I'm with you with earlier saying that the schedule shouldn't change your mind one way or another. If you think the magic are playing or a plane or a playoff team, like it's, it's a schedule, like NBA teams have good parts. They got bad parts. That's, that's how it goes. Um, and good teams just find a way to win. It doesn't matter the schedule situation. Um, you know, Look at how well, like the Scott Skiles team started out uh, when people thought, you know, that Magic team would suck. I've, you know, we collapsed later on that year or that season when we did the London trip, but still like look at how well then that the 2019 Steve Clifford team did when we finished the season so strong and we made just this huge push at the end to make the playoffs when it didn't look like we'd come close to making the playoffs. So any schedule thoughts, any stuff I I talked about schedule wise there before we get into the fun part of this? No, I
1: think that's pretty well covered. And I look forward to talking about the destination trips.
0: All right. Destination stuff. All right. So, uh, I looked at the schedule. Um, I shared this stuff with you, Penny. So I don't know if you've picked out other stuff as well, or, you know, if you got extra tidbits for, for stuff I'm going to talk about, but these are, we're going to talk about magic fan road trips. If you want to go see the magic play outside of Orlando, I went through kind of your best options or most interesting options, I guess. So the first one it's Sunday, October 30th, at the Dallas Mavericks and Tuesday, November 1st at OKC for that TNT game. So I'll be honest, sporting events are the only reason I'd go to either Texas or especially Oklahoma. Um, You know, I I would just go to for sporting events. It's they they don't they don't intrigue me that much of those two states. Aside from that, there are reasonable flights from Orlando to Dallas out of the gate. So there's you know, that's OK, but there's no direct flights between Oklahoma City and Orlando. It's only a three-hour drive between Dallas and OKC, so you could do kind of like a three-day weekend in Dallas and then just drive up to OKC for the game and come back and fly home from Dallas. But, um, Penny, where in, da- where in Texas have you been? Because I've never been in the state of Texas.
1: Yeah, so I've been to Austin. I've been to San Antonio, have not been to Houston or Dallas. Um, San Antonio was smaller than I thought it would be, and the it, arena yep. is kind of like by itself and a little sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, this particular one, I would like to go to Dallas, I guess. Um, but you're not going to catch me in OKC on a Tuesday and then driving back three hours to fly back. I don't think.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, unless I'll be- you
1: really want to be like in the crowd on TNT for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the biggest appeal. And look, watching, da- watching Luca Dallas seems pretty cool. Like we're talking about, and Dallas has a really good home court advantage as well. So you'd have fun there. OKC, I imagine would really get ramped up to for, be on national TV for that magic game. Um, so you would, walk, you'd be walking into two good atmospheres, uh, maybe a little chippiness there. Who knows? But um Yeah, for this one, this isn't even really an option for me because I'll be on another trip, so uh, I'll be elsewhere. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do this if I wanted to. But, um, yeah, let me pull up the next one now. So the next one I got is Friday, November 18th at Chicago. And then you have two games in Indianapolis. So you got that Friday in Chicago, Saturday, November 19th, we play the Pacers, and then Monday, November 21st, we play the Pacers again in Indy and Look, I've never been to Chicago. You've been to Chicago a couple of times. Like this trip, and weather isn't ideal to be up there necessarily. I mean, mid November, mid late November. You know, I, I guess it's a toss up depending on how global warming is uh, kicking in. But I mean, it could be not the best uh, time to be there from a weather perspective. I've always wanted to watch a basketball game in Indiana at that at their Field House. That arena looks really cool. It's only a three-hour drive from Chicago to Indy. If you don't want to hang out at Indy and just go to you know one game there, uh, and like spend like a three-day weekend in Chicago instead, you can. Um, the biggest problem I see from Orlando is flight prices are rough because this is just days prior to Thanksgiving, and you know this is a trip I I would recommend for Magic fans that already live up in like the Northeast or or, or could either take a train or or drive there because flight prices from Orlando are kind of rough, but what what are your thoughts on this one, Penny? Uh,
1: Have not seen, have not been to Indianapolis, have not seen the magic play in Chicago. I would like to try. I mean, it's hard to navigate. Like it would have to be, probably an April thing to try and squeeze in a Cubs game. So that hasn't really worked out schedule wise to do baseball and basketball at the same time. Somebody has got to either be making the playoffs in one sport or the other um, to make that happen. Um, Definitely. I think even November, still a good travel uh, time for Chicago because you're trying to, at least for me, you're trying to get out of Orlando humidity and hot, hot,
0: you do love Every cold weather. Day. You yeah, do love cold I mean, weather. This is up your alley.
1: If you're going to do it, you might as well do it and try and get some uh, enjoyable, crisp, clean air out of it. But um, yeah, flight, uh, again, now we're talking Thanksgiving travel. That seems like a nightmare. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. The airline options aren't great. It's basically like United. Well, actually, you probably have to fly southwest into like Midway. That's probably like your best bet, basically, um, for that. But have you done winter or cold weather Chicago? Have you only done like summer warm weather
1: Chicago? Um, I think October is the cold coldest Chicago time that I've done, and it was like Not bad. it was cold, but it was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, like you don't need it into. For listeners that don't know, like Penny, like I, I love you, bud. But I mean, you will admit, like you you can sweat as much as Patrick Ewing is time di- at times. Like, so like in the fourth quarter, fourth um, quarter, Patrick Ewing. Yep. So you're a man that like if it's like, I think I've seen you even when it's like fifty something degrees. I think I've seen you walk around in a t shirt. So like you're you're a madman. Like if it gets below like seventy five, I think I'm cold. Like um, that's just that's just Greek and Florida blood in me, I guess, with that one. But um. Any other thoughts? Uh, so,
1: yeah, I, Indianapolis. I, I, we have to do not just for uh, whatever it's called now, old Conseco Bankers Life. I don't
0: know. Not I think it's. I think it's. A, I, I think it's Bankers Life Fieldhouse. I think they still there keep the Field House name in there. I could yeah, be wrong. That sounds right, but not just for
1: that. Just uh, if you're talking about like meccas of basketball then indianapolis is right up there so just to travel around and see some of the different gyms in town would be very cool
0: like i want to see like the hoosiers gym i want to see butler's gym like those is there another one i'm missing or are those are two big ones i can't remember but um yeah, big two that would be cool and i mean i think it's it's too early for college basketball that's the tough part but i guess you could just kind of pop by and see them or whatever but um yeah so that's that uh, the next one I got is the Magic in Boston, Friday, December sixteenth, and then Sunday, December eighteenth, for a winter three-day weekend. I like Boston in May. It's uh, it's the only time I've been to Boston was last year. Um, but sure, I, you know, I'd like it at that time. You know, I, I like it in May. I like it at that time of year. I don't know about in December, especially like a week before Christmas, and that's the tough part because potential for flying nightmares with weather and pre-Christmas traffic are high. And then, you know, Orlando, Boston round trip flights are well over 300 bucks right now. So that's not good. Um, I love driving, uh, but I'm not doing 20 hours coming and going and, and that's not an ideal situation. Um, you've been part of the longest road trip that I've done when we did like 18 hours from New York back home to Orlando. And I think I drove like Fourteen of them, and I had like the worst fucking headache in the middle of it. So I don't recommend that trip. But thoughts on Boston? You've done it. You've been but b- Boston twice, right? But the yeah, coldest you times. Went, what was the coldest time of the year you went?
1: I did go in February uh, the first time, and again. You know what you're. You know what you're getting into. You're going for a reason. I have not been to a Celtics game, which I think again um, would be very cool, just because, even though obviously it's not the Garden Garden, but um, I think there's history in in all the buildings that carry over anyway. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be a cool trip to do. Would you go to? Would you do both?
0: Both games? Yeah, I would do both games. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> The chances of us winning either of them against a championship team aren't great, but for some reason, we play Boston well. Boston fans, like, they're scared shitless of Terrence Ross, that's for sure. But, um, like, Boston fans and they were scared of Vooch, heavily, heavily scared of Vooch. Um, but you know, we play Boston well, and that's the thing when you have these two games uh, together is. Even if you play bad in one, it's very highly unlikely you would play two consecutive bad games like and that's what makes it kind of a challenge if you're the home team, I guess, where it's really tough to beat the same team twice, you know, be it uh, playoffs, be it in a situation like this, like twice in three days that that gets tricky. But um. Yeah, I, it's, oh man, I I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be tempted to do that Boston one, but it, it's one of those where I just think flights are going to be a nightmare. I don't know if that's, you know, I'm talking about it's over 300 bucks now. I don't think it's going to get better the longer you wait, um, yeah. but I would do it. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad I went to Boston uh, over a year ago. It was, it was great i got to the drive then to the basketball hall of fame the naismith basketball hall of fame that was freaking amazing if you've never done the naismith basketball hall of fame which you've done it as well penny um it's fun it's awesome yeah, i
1: recommend the pizzeria uno too
0: and i did take your recommendation on that and it was <laughs> fucking amazing I, and i got one of like their special like veggie mixed pizzas and it was fucking awesome like and it was deep dish style obviously of course but I yeah, the pizzeria Uno in the in the parking lot in one of the parking lots is awesome. It doesn't get better. No, yeah. it really doesn't. It, it was it was so great. Uh, I'm like, why wasn't this this good when they we had them in Orlando? But um, yeah. All right, we get into the new year. We get into January when everyone's paid time off resets basically. So this is when I can actually probably start taking vacation, or I would probably likely do travel. So um, this trip is t- interesting because there's options with this one. So we it's a 5 game road trip out west where the magic January Saturday January 7th are at Golden State then Monday January 9th are in Sacramento the next night is Tuesday January 10th in Portland and then Friday so and then you get yeah two full the magic get two full days off to then Friday January 13th at Utah and then Sunday January 15th it's likely going to be a schedule loss in Denver 10 to five game road trip, but I got a lot of trip options here. Basically for this, you can go to some of the games. You can go to all of them. If you're really ambitious, um, I definitely would want to see the warriors in chase center. We've both been, you know, we've both been to Portland. We've both been, we've been to San Francisco together, but seeing the warriors play in chase center would be awesome. Um definitely want to go, You know, I, I, I didn't, we didn't get to do this when we did our West coast trip, but this time I definitely want to go South for that two and a half, three hour drive down to Big Sur and Bigsby bridge and stuff down the Pacific coast highway. Like I really want to do that. I don't know when another chance would come. Um, definitely would then want to do like the 90 minute drive from San Francisco up to over to Sacramento and go to golden one center. Uh, those are the two I definitely would do for this from there. There's options could go up to Portland for a second night of a back-to-back watching a game at Moda Center looks awesome. We've been to Portland, Portland's beautiful in August. It's probably not so beautiful in January, but, um, you know, it's either you would have to fly or drive like nine hours from Sacramento to get up there. Uh, so the sad part is that, Also, I want to see like the National Redwood Forest. Uh, You know, the sad part with that is, unless we leave like early, early in the morning, it'd be very tough to somehow sneak in like a redwood stop while going up to Portland. Um, But I want to see those gigantic redwood trees. Like that's that that and like Big Sur, the two West Coast trip things I haven't done that I really want to do. Um, You know, even if it's just seeing redwood trees for like a half hour, like it's it it intrigues me to see natural stuff that gigantic and beautiful and, and ginormous um we would for this one i would then we would i guess skip utah and denver and just spend our remaining like week uh in portland and seattle or you could just go from portland back to san francisco and fly you know from you know from either san fran or then seattle would be the option for that but um you know you're hoping for okay weather cuz uh, up there in portland and seattle you're probably getting some some cold damp rain and um it'd be interesting but then the other option i have is you know from sacramento you would skip portland you would skip seattle and we you know which we'd love to visit in the summer but again not so great probably in the winter and you could e- we could either fly or drive nine hours to Salt Lake City where the Magic have two full days off to rest before taking on a likely not good Jazz team, assuming Donovan Mitchell isn't on that team anymore, which that is going to be interesting because Utah does host the All-Star game this, this coming season. So I wonder Ooh. if that's what's keeping them from – for pulling the trigger on a full tank because but i i they, they have to tank they have to go for womenyama like it's it'd be they'd be crazy not to but um you know if we drive from sacramento towards salt lake city we could stop like around tahoe or somewhere around there i mean there's options i've never been in that area i've never been to salt lake city i've flown into salt lake city's airport on the way to vegas that's the most i've i've done utah wise but um you know i would say skip denver just because you know i was i've already i was already there last december for a bachelor party i've been to denver a couple times now and you know it's likely a high altitude kind of end of road trip schedule loss for the magic anyway and i would just say fly home from salt lake city and hope there's like no blizzard and um, conclude like a one week trip that way there's th- those are my options you know the biggest issue right now is there's not really any good flight deals maybe that'll change in like a month or two but um the flights aren't appealing right now. So, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your preferences on, on, a on this five game road trip? What would you want to do? Talk about stuff I haven't mentioned already. So
1: this is, uh, I think the one that I highlighted, but I have a different approach. So, okay. um, I'm, I'm breaking from the magic schedule after game two. So we're doing San Francisco, we're hitting Sacramento. Okay. Um, then we're we're gonna pop to Napa Valley to check out the uh, NFT winery. Uh, get, I forgot you have the, that. You have that. Got to get the free tasting uh, room access done, um, and then I think traveling down uh, and doing the rest of the week in LA to hit some stuff that I didn't get last time. Um, maybe pop over to Prices Right again um and enjoy west coast before coming back and catching the other games um at a at a reasonable time
0: okay man um yeah i mean honestly i'd be fine with that just get those two games out of the way um you know it saves it saves on the travel cuz i think even if we drove from san fran down to la i think it's only 6 hours that's still shorter than going to salt lake city and portland and stuff like that so um I'd be down with that. Uh, I would if we go if we do the San Fran down to L.A. thing or Sacramento down to L.A. thing. Like I want to go through the Pacific Coast Highway a little bit. I want to get down to Big Sur. Um, yep, and, and whatnot. So I want to do that. But that's my highlight
1: for the year. I, th- I think we can make that one happen.
0: Is The prices Right still doing like minimum uh, show audiences? <laughs> and Are they still doing, are they still spacing folks out? Or is, are they back to the normal crowd standards? I, I don't no, know.
1: It's, uh, it's very weird. No one gets to touch Drew. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'll talk about it in a second when I get to the next one, I guess. But because uh, my favorite trip option potentially, and it's kind of up your alley as well, is mid-March, which is spring break, basically um so terrible prices for flights right, right now you like uh,
1: march travel you're a march travel guy
0: i am man i I, I, I mr spring i don't hate i don't hate march travel but the magic are on a four-game road trip uh they start out in san antonio which we obviously won't do that but it it then goes thursday march 16th in phoenix and then You get a day off in between with the Magic. Saturday afternoon, I think it's a 3 p.m. Western trip, so it'd be a noon tip in Orlando. But Saturday afternoon, March 18th, the Magic play the Clippers at uh, Crypto Arena. And then the second night of a back-to-back is Sunday, March 19th at the Lakers. That's a Sunday night. Um, I've always wanted to check out Phoenix. I was too broke to go when UCF played in the Fiesta bowl, the one we won with Blake Bortles. So I was so, you know, I, the flights going to Phoenix. When I remember, when I remember looking them up, were like over 500 bucks at the time. So I was just not, I was just not doing that. Like, I think it was Southwest. It got up to like 700. I'm just like, I, I was like 24 years old. I couldn't do that. 23, 24 years old. I just could not afford that back then. But, um, you know, I've always wanted to check out Phoenix. If I ever do it. I have to go to the Grand Canyon. I just have to. Um, American Airlines does uh, suck as an airline in my mind, but I a one-way flight to Phoenix price-wise actually isn't bad. It's really not. So then you could rent a car from Phoenix. So you'd watch the Magic play the Suns that Thursday. The next day, or well, depending on how long you want to stay in Phoenix, I guess the next day, we we you know one of those days, we'd then go to the Grand Canyon, and from the Grand Canyon, it's a seven hour drive to LA. So maybe it's better doing like a, like a flight from Phoenix to LA. But I mean, those aren't, those aren't that cheap right now, but um, cause it's still, I think it's like a three, three and a half hour drive to go from Phoenix to the Grand Canyon, which isn't great, but that's literally like your best opportunity to do that um, in, in my mind, but You could also then just skip the Phoenix stuff or just do like a four-day LA weekend where we try and do like a Price is Right recording show, which I did it in January 2019. Um, I went on my own. I ended up hanging out with a family that was really close with Mike Muscala. That was very interesting. Like one of them was like Mike Muscala's cousin. It was just so random. Um, Had I gone with you or just any group, anybody else, and had I gone with anybody at that time, I think I would have gone on the show cause I, cause the producer really liked me. So I think if you and I go to a price is right recording, I, I think we get, we'd have a shot to, to get up there. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, if we go, maybe they're looking for spring breakers at that point, like college kids, you know, I, for, to get on the show, it could be that, you know, cause they, cause when I did it, I went on, I, I went when it was uh Megan trainer for like music week was her show. Um, and she was great. She was awesome. I, I I actually really enjoyed how she interacted with the crowd. But going on a Price's Right show—you've never done it. I I'm with you 100% to do it the next time we're out over there. And this is a good opportunity. Um, one way flights from LA back to Orlando with Delta. Uh, whether we fly back that Monday or Tuesday, it's actually pretty cheap with my Sky Miles. Um, you know, I'm a Delta Sky Miles guy. I love Delta. It's like the best airline in the U.S. Um, but flight wise, we could like. The prices aren't great if you do like flying from Orlando to Phoenix, Phoenix, LA and back. But if you break it up into just like a one-way ticket to or from Orlando to Phoenix and then just flying back from LA to Orlando, it's actually not bad. Um so that's my thoughts on that. What do you what do you got for me uh on this uh on this trip idea, Penny? Uh
1: a good idea. I guess I jumped the gun with prices right. No, Phoenix you're good, man. No, you audible,
0: you audible, that's fine. <laughs> I, you're allowed to do I, that.
1: I I want to go to Phoenix. Um, seems like it would be kind of a sister city to Orlando in my mind. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, would be cool to go. Obviously, Phoenix is still a good team, so it'd be a good game to watch. Uh, Grand Canyon could take or leave, especially the driving. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's one – you. the Redwoods were exciting to me. Grand Canyon, I feel like, would be a how long do we have to stay here thing.
0: So I wouldn't want to uh, – muck up your vibe i mean i'm i mean it i don't need to stay long man i just want to see the damn thing like i know people would be like well that's kind of crazy for you to drive three hours to the grand canyon and another seven to la but then we'd see like terrain and stuff that like we never see like we fly fly over this terrain you know when when we've gone to the west coast so um you know um yeah it's 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 an option there. I mean, we could literally do like a four day weekend in L A, which sounds awesome in mid March. L A sounds freaking awesome. Um, I mean, even in January, L A was great. I got overall pretty good weather for that. I think it only rained one of the days I was there. Yeah. But um, all right, I got one more trip idea. So, and this goes to the last two games of the of the regular season. So Friday, April seventh at Brooklyn, and then we have. Sunday, April 9th, a 1 p.m. Eastern tip in Miami. So, that's those are the two games I got for that. Um, this is obviously a flying trip, there's no chance in hell you're driving, but uh, you fly up to New York, say like Thursday, and then you know, you watch the Magic play in Brooklyn that Friday, you fly down to Miami early Sunday morning, and we want you know, the Magic, assuming the Magic Heat game still at 1 p.m., like that game ends at you know at what four o'clock basically um actually no like three something it end three something you we could take the Brightline train home after the heat game so bright line is going to go into service here at, either if not at the end of this year definitely sometime next year and it'll definitely be ready by that april game i'm pretty certain um you know it's too early to look into flights for april but um you know, obviously you're you're you really only want to do this if you think the magic are going to be a play in playoff contender or, you know, a, are going to be a contention to get into the play in. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, we got our buddy Sabat up in New York like we, you know, New York's always great for like a three day trip. It's kind of like perfect almost at times. What, what are your thoughts? Obviously, there's a lot of flying involved, but um you know with Miami it's literally just getting in and out with the game and you and i both know what it's like to get in and out of Miami and with a victory <laughs> by like the skin of our teeth and you know i don't yeah. have to worry about a car this time i don't right. have to worry no about parking i don't have to worry about getting a parking ticket and trying to open the city parking app to try and figure out how to add uh, time to my meter, like, uh, and failing miserably. And then you're not
1: just a, you're not just a March travel guy. You're also a public transit guy and a big rail guy. So I understand (laughs) the bright line appeal. Um, you're only making this trip if the magic are literally playing for their lives at the end of the season. Uh, to get, and I would say I would I would say for a playoff spot as opposed to a play-in to make this one worth it to do both legs. Otherwise, uh, I would do the Brooklyn one and just make it a full weekend. But if we're riding the wave and we're totally invested in the season, and the magic can lock up number six somehow. Uh, I'd hit both legs um and we might have to take the later train because there might be some celebrating uh miami Sunday fun day
0: hey man it's it's what, Sunday three, fun night it's like a three hour trip from a train trip with this bright line from miami up to you know orlando international Airport so it's uh you know it, it, i I think we could stick around to like early evening and still be fine but um yeah it's I, I would do it if we're in play in contention like i i, or I would I like I, I would definitely do it because brooklyn now that we know kevin Durant, i guess is sticking around like brooklyn's gonna be good they might be resting everybody for that brooklyn game it's still worth going just for the barclay center and i like how their their lighting copies the the lakers lighting for their arena but um yeah that's that's what i got for trip options there's not a ton honestly um We've had
1: better schedules for road trips. I'll say that. Yeah.
0: There's not a ton, especially from the East coast. Uh, there's not much like we got, we got two big options from the, for the West coast, but East coast, not, not a lot going on there. Um, am I missing any trips, Penny that you spotted or any other stuff that, uh, that piqued your interest when, when you looked?
1: No, you're, you've got the, you're, you've got it down after years and years, you know, all the best options. (laughs)
0: I do know how to plan a good trip. I feel like, um, so and I purposely ignored, I know there's a magic, the magic play, the Sixers twice in three nights in like late January, but that's like in the middle of the week. So I, I'm, I'm leveraging weekends for, for these trips <laughs> as much as possible. Cause we want to save those PTO days for, for, for other stuff, but, um, all right. I got a few more things and we're going to get out of here. So FIBA Franz update. Uh, The DBB Super Cup happened in Hamburg last weekend. Franz dropped an awesome 26 points in less than 23 minutes on nine of 16 shooting against the Czechs. He even hit just a ridiculous Dirk Nowitzki one-legged baseline step back fadeaway that made the rounds on social media. I'm glad somebody clipped that. I was really happy that people could actually see that because I was super impressed by it. Just that shot alone. And then that next day, Saturday, Serbia steamrolled Germany. Um, no Daniel Tice again for them. Dennis Schroeder rolled his ankle uh, in the Czech game, the game before, so he didn't play in this one. Franz only had five points. It was a tough shooting start, and he just couldn't really get going. Serbia just would not let him get to the rim much at all. Um, the The Germans next play, Sweden, uh, Thursday, August 25th in Stockholm in uh, the – in the 2023 FIBA World Cup qualifier, then it's back to Germany to host Luka Doncic, Goran Dragic, and Slovenia Sunday, the 28th, for another World Cup qualifier, and then EuroBasket starts September 1st. Any Franz FIBA thoughts, Penny?
1: Uh, you you've got the market cornered on this. I'm watching the scores. I'm watching the highlights and. Uh... Impressed like we were last year, but I I leave Eurobasket to you.
0: (laughs) All right, buddy. All right, one more thing with Paolo. So Paolo Bencaro, thankfully, did not get hurt on that slippery floor in that humid gym in Seattle for that very overhyped crossover uh, pro-am game where LeBron, Jason Tatum, Aaron Gordon, DeJounte Murray showed up. I didn't watch it. I just followed clips and tweets. There were security issues there. The game took forever to start. They called it off in the second quarter because it was, the floor was too slippery. Paolo didn't really touch the ball uh, much from what I saw and was probably just kind of going through the motions to not get hurt. Chet Holmgren rolled his ankle trying to defend LeBron James at the rim. Who knows how severe that is? Um, and then DeJounte Murray being kind of over eager, trying to help Paolo up off the floor when he uh, slipped baseline was kind of weird to me. Either LeBron got in DeJounte's ear and told him to kill the beef that he had started against paolo or murray was in troll mode again but it didn't go beyond that because they just didn't have time to really escalate things i guess but um again i think paolo would be better off in europe right now playing with the italian national team where a guy like nico manion has that team looking feisty right now that guy's having good games but uh any paolo thoughts before we get out of here penny
1: Um, I I'm happy that there was no injury on condensation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, buddy. All right. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we appreciate you listening to another episode. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating. It helps our podcast ranking a lot. Uh, tweet us any of your questions and feedback, Penny, what's your Twitter handle at Spencer Strode. And I am at Papa Giorgio MBO with that. Take care. Let's go magic.